Welcome into the Gannery Sports Corner, everybody. It is Louis Herman Watt here on your Saturday morning of sport. I've got a huge day of racing to come. Of course, Cox Plate Day, one of the greatest races in Australasia across the ditch later on tonight. But it's a, a mammoth weekend of sport in general. We've got the Kiwis against the Kangaroos, and we'll talk to Frank Endicott about that in a wee bit. Um, we've got the Black Caps taking on the Australian cricket team, of course, later tonight, and we'll uh, talk to Cole McConchie a little bit about that. Uh, and, of course, we've got the All Blacks in the Rugby World Cup final tomorrow morning. Uh, a host of Cantabs, Richie Moonga, Sam Whitelock's last game for the All Blacks, for now, for now. Um, uh, you've got a, a string of Cantabrians involved with that squad. So it's a massive, massive weekend, as I point out. Cole McConchie, um, well, the Canterbury cricket team, they are, uh, well, 0-1 to start the year and, and a pretty disappointing effort against the Wellington Firebirds up there in the nation's capital last weekend. This weekend, the Southern Derby, so a chance to kick on and get a result against Otago and start that season in proper. So there's so much sport going on. Uh, we've got a truncated show today because of the Rugby World Cup. Of course, the uh, playoff for third and fourth, which is not involving the All Blacks, which is a very, very good thing going on here on SENZ. So we may as well just crack straight into it here. Enterprise, the recruitment company improving people's lives for over 50 years very appreciative of their support as always on the Canterbury Sports Corner, great people and with Trident Homes, designed for living and built for life, it's time to get a community sports update, proud supporters of community sports across Christchurch, check out our modern homes plans, show home locations at tridenthomes.nz it's not quite community sport but it's domestic sport and Cole McConchie is captain of the Canterbury Men's Cricket Team SENZ with me now, and it's a, a perfect time to catch up with him, uh, a, a very experienced domestic cricketer and, and had a taste of international cricket over the last 12 months as well. It's Canterbury captain Cole McConchie, who I guess, Cole, it's, uh, we were just joking off here, it must be cricket season because the sting has come out of the Canterbury weather and it's uh, I'm freezing my tits off, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds about right. So, um, no, thank you very much for having me, but it's... Um yeah, it's kind of way that it works sometimes. You get a week of great weather and then closer to the match, the, the cold comes in and certainly going to be interesting out in the field over the next couple of days. Yes, yeah, it will be. It'll be slippery stuff, but it's great that we've got uh, Hagley back in commission for a, another season of domestic cricket. So you guys are, are, are one game in now, and I suppose from your perspective, it was a bit of a slow start to the season. Um, one five six, one eight five, posted in your two innings, and um, Wellington probably well and truly in control there in the, the first edition of the Plunkett Shield. So. Uh, I guess it's it's the first game of a, a very long season. There'll be no panic stations or anything. But what do you make of the effort up there? Yeah, I think it's pretty well summed up. I think you know a little bit of a slow start from us. We weren't we certainly weren't at our best up at the basin, and um, scores probably reflect that. So no, guys have had a good week, and as you say, it's a start of a long season. So we know we need to be sharper. You know, not only this week but rest of the season. So. Boys have had a good week in prep and, um, yeah, really looking forward to kicking off, I suppose, the home summer at Hackley on Saturday. 
it's it is kind of a always a bit of a an unknown going into a new season. Last year, well actually for the last few seasons, uh, it's been a really consistent performances across the formats. But last year, obviously, you guys went very deep in the um, Plunkett Shield in particular. Is there any reason for that and your sustained success in that format over over the longer stuff? Is it you know a settled group? Is it mentality? Is there anything you can put it down to? Um, yeah, I think it's probably a combination of all the above. I think, you know, nature of the Plunkett Shield, yeah, um, you know, well, we certainly view it as the toughest competition and, um, you know, it takes a real squad effort. I think, you know, probably last year we, including, you know, the Black Caps when they come and go, come back into the side, we probably went through about oh, 21, 23 players. So it takes a real full squad effort and, injuries come along the way and that probably shows the strength of the group I think you know guys knowing their plan just coming into the team um, and then just going about their work but you know we, we really enjoy the Plunkett Shield and you know what what it sort of brings and the consistency that's required so um, yeah unfortunately not the we have been very consistent over the past few years but um, didn't start too well at the Basin so but there's still seven more rounds and you know chance for us to show our stuff this week you're probably the perfect person to ask this, Cole, because of your position being a long-time domestic player now, and then also getting some a taste of that international stuff. And, and you're right, like that—that's a lot of players coming back through or recycling back through in, in one season, and it's because Canterbury has got a number of. Well, I, I think all, all um, sides have a number of black caps that come back through at different points. It must be very good for the overall standard of the competition and the pathways to have young players. Um, I guess around international cricketers and all of that IP sharing floating right through the New Zealand cricket system. Has is, is that been a, a real big part of your career to this point? And then now do it, being able to do it yourself and come back in after international experience and offer some different insights around, well, conditions, um, thoughts around the game, that sort of thing? Yeah, I, I think that's, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. I think, you know, first when I came into the Canterbury team, you know, we had. Rob Nicholl, Peter Fulton, um, Andrew Ellis, Todd Astle, and, you know, a wealth of experience, but also international experience there and, you know, rubbing and trying to, um, rubbing shoulders and trying to learn off them as much as possible. And and you look now, it's, you know, it's awesome to see we've got a really talented bunch of young players coming through here at Canterbury, um, you know, and you're watching them bat in the nets with, you know, Tommy Latham and Henry Nichols and they're facing up against Matt Henry. So, you know, that, that sort of growth certainly accelerates things. But, you know, right across the country, there's just, you know, the, there's a lot of talent around, a lot of quality cricketers. And the, I think, I suppose, on the back of that, you get you get the likes of, you know, Daryl Mitchell and Devin Conway. They, they debuted at 29, 30, and, you know, they're ready for international cricket and they, they go on there and succeed straight away. So I think, you know, the domestic game's in a really strong position and, you know, it probably is based around that structure that the young guys are accelerating their learning and um, getting opportunities to play with, you know, black caps and, and even against them as well. So it's, um, yeah, certainly a really exciting time. It's a very good point you make around Daz and um, guys like Devon as well, and yourself, because at no stage in the New Zealand cricket system are you, are you past the point. Like, if you're playing well, you will get picked. And, and I guess you, you I mentioned you had a bit of that uh, taste of international cricket. You were in Bangladesh and on that New Zealand tour to the UAE and, and up in the UK as well. Um, 
you know, picked up some wickets, scored some runs here and there and in, in, in the opportunities you were given. So, I mean, where are you at personally heading into a, a new domestic season and, and are you hoping to get some more of that international experience if you can do that? Yeah, yeah, certainly. I think, you know, that you get a chance of that international cricket and you have a bit, of, a bit of success and, you know, it probably only drives that hunger more. So, um, yeah, it's a, I mean, it's a really exciting prospect that, you know, trying to, trying to perform and, and go about getting some more games for the country. But I, I think, you know, pretty quickly, you, you know, if your focus is too much there, you're not going to perform right here and now. So as much as as much as that's very much a goal of mine, I think you've got you to stay level and, you know, just take each day as it comes here at Canterbury. And I think, you know, the nature of the Black Caps and, and Canterbury as well, that, you know, having contributions towards team success certainly gets recognised. So I think, you know, just having that real focus here, the Canterbury contributing to wins, whether it be Plunkett Shield, Ford Trophy or T20, you know, is really important. Um, but it, but it's also, you know, an exciting prospect because the amount of international cricket getting played and, and the opportunities that present themselves. So, um, yeah, it's certainly a good time to be a cricketer. Well, with that in mind, then I can imagine this with this weather. There's probably going to be some juice in this Hagley wicket. You know, can only assume. So, um, you'll be hoping to score some runs, but you won't get the card in front of the horse. The vaults also are coming off a pretty heavy defeat uh, against ND. When you look at their attack and and their side that they've got, where can you see that you guys can make some inroads this weekend? Um, I think you know we had. Um yeah, Otago's, you know, result probably didn't go the way that they wanted to, but, you know, they've got a lot of guys, you know, quality cricketers. They've got Jake Duffy that's had a, um, you know, a good, good taste of international cricket. Um, Dean Foxcroft has come onto the scene and he's going really well. So, they, you know, they've got they've got guys there that are, you know, really, you know, proven performers and quality cricketers. So uh, I think for us, you know, we can't take anything for granted especially coming off that, you know, performance at the Basin. So Hagley often offers something for the seamers. And, you know, if we, if we with the bat, we're going to have to be sharp. They've got some, some quality bowlers. And, and likewise, when we get that chance with the ball, we're just going to have to be a little bit more patient. So um, there's always a little bit of spice in the Southern Derby between Canterbury and Otago, but that, that's great. And, you know, it's a good way to play cricket. Absolutely. Speaking of spice, uh, Black Caps Australia... Oh boy, the zombie Australian cricketers, Cole, they just can't be buried, can they? Just when you think that no. they, 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 might, they might be on the back foot, they'll just start rattling off results and then Maxi scores 100 from 40 and, and David Warner's tonning up. It's like a, it is like a horror movie, mate. Um, do you think, are you, are you backing our boys or you think that, that these guys, because they just are so hard to put away in big, big matches and big tournaments, aren't they? Oh, 100%. They had a little bit of a slow start for the tournament, but... You're right, they're coming out pretty hot at the moment and we got some key guys and some form. So, um, but in, in saying that, you know, Black Caps have had a great start to the tournament. They're four from five. And, um, I think it kicks off at six o'clock on Saturday night. So I'm sure we'll be tuned in around the TV. And um, But it should be a cracker. It's um, shaping up to be a great World Cup. And, you know, hopefully the boys can get a couple more wins and get in, get in that semi final. And then you just never know from there. So, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting, but hopefully we can roll over the Aussies and you know have another one up on them and lead into that Rugby World Cup final on Sunday morning. Yeah, just hoping for just a just a little patch.
stretch of rain just to come over at about 9am on Sunday morning so you can finish watching the All Blacks game and then you can get straight out there, mate. Um, fantastic. Good. Yeah, wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't be afraid of that. <laughs> <laughs> Good to catch up, Cole. Uh, appreciate it, mate. Appreciate your time and uh, hopefully we can get one on the board this weekend and start the season proper. Yeah, thanks a lot, and thanks a lot for having us on, Lou. Oh, he's a legend of the New Zealand rugby league scene. Uh, of course, long-time player, coach, and identity, and he's so good to us here at the Canterbury Sports Corner and at SENZ. Of course, we'll have to talk a little bit of harness racing with uh, Mr. Frank Endicott before we're done, because I know it's a huge passion of his, but on a weekend of sport, Frank, that promises so much for New Zealand, a test against the Kangaroos is always so high on the agenda for many sports fans, and I know you'll be very excited because we don't see enough of them, so every single one matters, doesn't it? Oh, without doubt, Louis. Um, you know, it's the pinnacle uh, for a, a, a Kiwi rugby league player to play against Australia. I mean, to play in any test, but to play against Australia is the pinnacle. And, uh, you know, you just strive to... Uh, you, we don't have too many wins against Australia and you, and you just strive to have that win that um, remains in your in your mind forever. Why why is Australia so hard to beat at international level? And what are the nuances of coaching and playing at, at international level opposed to club footy? Because you kind of come together quite fast, don't you? Well, Louis, back in 1962, I played in Sydney, around South Sydney, uh, when I was a a young fella at 14. And I'll tell you what, they train and and show show their players how to win at that, well, even as a 19-year-old. And I'll tell you what, it sticks with them right through. They just hate losing. They're professional in what they do. Um, you know, I love beating them, but uh, I always admire what they do. Um, they never run out to, uh, they never go into a game to run second. I hate the term dead rubber, so I won't use it. But the reality is, this in this Pacific Championships, um, we're going to play again in Hamilton, and that will decide that. But every test is important, especially against the Kangaroos, because we don't win enough of them in recent time as we should. Did that... Did that test last week against Samoa give you confidence that this Kiwis team is probably as cohesive and playing as good as they have in the last well, half a decade or so? Uh, yeah, I was very impressed with them last week. I mean, you got to remember um, Samoa made the World Cup final the year before and, uh, you know, they're no mates. And um, even though they did have a few out, uh, to, to win 50 nil against them, I thought was a very, very good effort. I was very impressed with our forward pack. Um, mainly, yeah, I mean the whole team, but mainly those forwards, they, uh, especially the two props, Fisher Harris, I think he's the best prop in the world, and Leota, they set that um, that ground for the, the halves to play off. And uh, it was a very good performance. And, and yeah, I can see the good thing that I see about this week, Louis, is that um, Michael Maguire is stuck with the same 17, so that's going to help his combinations where Mel Manning has made several changes for, for this test and um, a couple of new guys having their debut games and he's changed, the seven, he's changed their 17 around. So that's good for us. Um, you know, it's good for us. It, it's a couple of different theories, really, isn't it? Mel Meninga's trying to keep his side fresh and, and looking towards, well, the, the next time these two countries, well, these two teams will play, whereas Maguire, he's going for that continuity factor and trying to keep the good times rolling. And, and that could only help when you've got a, a Kieran Foran playing out of position. And uh, I guess Jerome Hughes and, and Dylan Brown now, who are forming a spine uh, with Chancellor Klockstad, that looks really promising, probably for the next few years. And 
what what does it do for players, especially in those pivotal playmaking positions, to be able to have constant reps and not be chopping and changing all the time? Oh, look, it means everything. It means everything. The worst thing you can do is chop and change your team, and uh, you need that consistency within your selections, and Michael's done that. Um, and, and I think that's an advantage for us going into this week. Um, so, you know, hopefully tomorrow night that'll, that'll tell. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's good to see a good, consistent lineup. And I get, I'm looking through that team on paper here now and that first 13, you know, they, you know, we've got a very strong pack of forwards. Very, you know, they'll match any forward pack. We've got creative halves. We've got two good centers. We've got try scoring wingers and a very good solid fullback in the Cole Cockstard. So it's a pretty good recipe for the cake. It is. It's it's as professional as a an outfit and well rounded as a thirteen as we've been able. Well, I guess eighteen really that we've been able to put out for a wee while. Joseph Manu in particular, Frank. I mean, he he didn't wear his shirt for a, a couple of minutes in the weekend. That was a pretty impressive sight. But just in general, I mean, the career he's putting together in the NRL and now is a Kiwi. Uh, where, where are you starting to think that he could rank? Because I just. You know, he did that. He did that hard graft at fullback. I probably personally prefer him back in the centres while we've got Chance in the squad. But he is, for me, turning into one of the modern day great New Zealand rugby league players. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, he's been he's been a very good player for a few years now, and he's still young. Um, you know, he's a player that when the opposition look, they mark him down as a special player to watch because he, you know. His hands are great. His footwork's good. He uh, he can score tries. He can set tries up. He's a danger every time he has the ball in hand, and especially near the line. So uh, yeah, he he's also the um, reigning golden boot uh, holder from the World Cup. So um, you know it tells you a bit about him as a player and how he's respected by uh, by everyone. He's dynamic, and the key will be not having to depend on him too much. And I think that's with that spine now and that continuity, they don't need to just chuck him the ball and ask for magic, which is you'll get the best out of him that way. Just um, lastly on the league, I'd be curious, your take on this, the, the Michael Maguire news around potentially being the next New South Wales coach and you know wanting to be able to do both. Is it a conflict of interest for you? Do you think you can coach a state of origin side with the way the eligibility rules are at the moment and also a, a tier one international nation like New Zealand or, or is that a bit messy? No, I, I, he can do it no problem at all. Um, in fact, if anything, I think it'll help him. Um, yeah, I've been asked that question a couple of times lately and uh, I back him 100%. We're very lucky to have a coach of his calibre coaching the Kiwis. Uh, I rate him as one of the top three coaches in the world and, and to have him there is great and we don't want to lose him, you know. Uh, someone asked me yesterday about a, a Kiwi coach and I said, well, look, I'd love to have a Kiwi coach coaching the Kiwis, but... The reality is we have no one there good enough at the moment. Um, we need people in there learning from the Michael Maguires. Um, so, no, I, I mean, I coached the Kiwis in Wigan uh, at the same time. I coached the Warriors and the Kiwis at the same time for a long time. So it can be done. If anything, I believe it actually helps you. Oh, it's really interesting perspective. I knew you'd have a, a thought on that because of your prior experience personally, Frank. Yeah, I appreciate that. And, and I agree, he is one of the top operators. Um, oh, I guess we'll see. Time will tell how that transpires. Interesting story to follow, just like the unbeaten filly. She just keeps on winning. Millwood Nike <laughs> at this time of year. You, you know me, Frank. There's nothing that excites me more than Cup Week. And um, at this time of year, we get to see the good ones go around. And 
Or she'll be stepping out, I assume, on Cup Day. Uh, she will be. Um, yeah, she was scratched last Monday Labor Day, Louis, at uh, Ashburton. She copped a bit of a, a knock in the leg from another horse, and uh, there was a bit of swelling there. But it's gone down now. It went down very quick, and she's uh, she's in training, and she'll actually be trialling um, next week, this coming week. Um, and, yeah, I'm sure Mark will have a cherry ripe for Cup Day for the uh, Novella three-year-old final. And, uh, by gee, I, I had a look at the... The field there, the other one, nominations for the field the other day, and uh, by gee, it's going to be a good field. It's, the it's, draw will be paramount. Yes, it should be, but they just someone has to beat her first. Like <laughs> she's getting into well, that, you, you, that, that rare company where I need to see it before I can believe it. Yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying, and I agree with her. And uh, she's just a pleasure to watch. She's uh, you know her style of racing, and um, she's that tough. Uh, how many? How many horses can actually sit in the death in the chair in the death seat without you know into the breeze uh, for the full race and break a New Zealand record and win? I mean, there's not many around that can do it, and and we're just very lucky to have this filly. She's um, that she's such an enjoyment, you know, to go and watch her in every race, and you know, I hope, I hope it continues for a long time yet the winning. Um, but you know, you realistic, realistic. You've got to say that every win she has, you're one closer to a loss. And at some stage, it'll, it'll, I'm sure it'll happen, but they're going to have to earn it. They are. Just enjoy the ride, Frank. You deserve it as well. Uh, you absolutely do, <laughs> you, you and your family, mate. So just enjoy the ride for the meantime. So good to catch up. Thank you, Louis. You have a great day. Just like that. That's the Canterbury Sports Corner done today. Fast. Very, very, very quick. Uh, of course... Uh, Frank Endicott, just an absolute legend, and Millwood Nike, a freakish filly, who is, <laughs> well, doing things that almost no other horse has done with that win streak. So uh, good on you, Frank, and good on the Kiwis later on tonight as well. Go the Black Caps, go the All Blacks, go to Canterbury Cricket Team, go the Eastern Blues AFL Team. Who else have I missed? Well, probably whoever I back in the Cox Plate. But we can't talk about that because that's not really what we're here to do. We're just here to pump up Canterbury and pump up everybody involved, including Enterprise Recruitment. Very, very appreciative of their support, the recruitment company, improving people's lives for over 50 years. My Wizard of the Week, um, let's go Sam Whitelock. Cantabrian of the Week, Sam Whitelock. Let's say he'll be the first person to ever win three Rugby World Cups. Get that one through your dome. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. Appreciate your time here on the Canterbury Sports Corner. Louis out.